Good evening, dumb nation known as the Don't Unfriend Me Nation. This is Breaking Truth. Ep- breaking. Jibber brr. This is Breaking Truth, episode 31. Tonight, what are we talking about? Barack Obama, eight years. We never heard radical Islam or Muslim extremists, and it was always downplayed, calling ISIS the JV team, calling them ISIL instead of ISIS. All of this was to disassociate Muslims from terrorism, which makes sense. Joe Biden, however, has no such qualms with calling terrorist terrorist unfortunately it's americans 71 million of them i'll be right back we'll talk about it thanks for watching breaking truth and please don't forget to subscribe like share and follow what am I doing here and what are we going to talk about? My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me, but I also host a show called Breaking Truth. It's usually a little shorter than the, the long form of the show. We go live 8.30 Monday through Friday. We'll be live tonight. Come by and see us on Facebook and YouTube and Rumble and Twitter and all that place and say hello or troll us like other people do. That's fine as well. Tonight, I already told you what we're talking about, the the parallels between Barack Obama and Joe Biden are merciless, but a lot of the things that Barack Obama did to protect the Muslim people, I, I can understand his efforts. He wanted to ensure that what we see now with Asian Americans being targeted or Jewish Americans being targeted because of feelings abroad or because of COVID-19, it happens. And unfortunately, crimes against races tend to increase when something bad happens in the world. So I can understand at least the preface. However, in order to address terrorism, you have to denounce it and you have to be firm in your resolve and send a very clear message. It's the one thing I did not agree with with Barack Obama, but I at least could understand why he did it. Joe Biden, on the other hand, I can't. We're going to watch a video of Barack Obama and his answer, which actually was pretty decent. And he answered a gold star mother. And I want to be clear, for the sake of time, when I cut this, the first response that Barack Obama had, he didn't go right into defending his position. He actually honored the gold star mother and her son. And it was a good moment. Uh, He had them occasionally. So I'm not going to try to, you know, harp on him too much. However, once he gets to the excuse, he kind of stalls and baits uh, baits the question just a little bit. Let's watch that real quick. Hi, Mr. President. As a Gold Star mother, my son gave his life for acts of terrorism. Um, Do you still believe that the acts of terrorism are done with a self-proclaimed Islamic religious motives? And if you do, why do you still refuse to use the term racially, I'm sorry, Islamic terrorist? The truth of the matter is, is that this is an issue that has been sort of manufactured because there is no doubt, and I've said repeatedly, that where we see terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda or or, uh, ISIL, uh, they have perverted 
and distorted and tried to claim the mantle of Islam for an excuse for basically barbarism and death. These are people who kill children, kill Muslims, uh, take sex slaves. Uh, there's no religious rationale that would justify in any way any of the things that they do. But here's the but. What I have been careful about when I describe these issues is to make sure that we do not lump these murderers into the billion Muslims that exist around the world, including in this country. It's a fair point, dare I say. I don't agree with a lot of things that Barack Obama had to say, but isn't it a breath of fresh air to have someone who actually takes some time to think about what they're going to say versus not remembering what they were going to say and looking for the teleprompter? Uh, I never thought I would see the day. Let all the world lament that Barack Obama, I miss him just a little bit, and that's pretty terrifying. I've had a lot of interaction with the Muslim people, and I, and I say Muslim or Muslim different than most people because of my interactions. And if you listen to the pronunciation, I try to be respectful and say it the way the other cultures or the other races or language that I may not understand when in Rome, I try to, I try to use those appropriately. And some people ask me the question why I say it that way. It's out of respect because there are a billion Muslims in the world and most, if not all, are extremely peaceful. I'm not going to say but. I'm not going to say however, which is essentially a very long way to say but. There are extreme elements of the Muslim religion in the Quran. Take it from me, I've read it. And I've read most holy books from predominant religions across the world because I'm always seeking answers and I'm always seeking to understand. And for people to say that the Quran is benign and it's simply a book about Muhammad and uh, the great things that he did to inspire people would be the same ones to tell you that the Old Testament, the New Testament, the King James is also benign of any stories that create confliction or moral turpitude. Of course, they they all have that, and most holy books do. However, the Quran in several places, and not just one or two or five or six, but 50, 60, 70 spots, depending upon how you interpret and translate, call for the death of infidels and internal fire and burning their bodies. And it's, it's not necessarily something that is all that it's cracked up to be. It's important to understand is that when we're talking about the Quran and what Barack, President Barack Obama was trying to say was, I want to protect the Muslim people from being castigated into the light of, of being terrorists. And I, like I said, I can certainly understand that. However, you have to call out things like, in the Quran, 929, fight against Christians and Jews until they pay the tribute readily being brought law. 
in 551. It says, don't take Jews or Christians for friends. If you do, then Allah will consider you to be one of them. In 265 through 66, Christians and Jews must believe what Allah has revealed to Muhammad or Allah will disfigure their faces or turn them into apes as he did the Sabbath breakers. This is where the acid on certain females who've been disobedient to their husbands, dare I say, masters. 551, O you who believe, do not take the Jews and the Christians for friends. They are friends of each other, and whoever amongst you takes them for a friend, then surely he is one of them. Surely Allah does not guide the unjust people. In the Quran 930, and the Jews say Ezra is the son of Allah, and the Christians say the Messiah is the son of Allah. These are the words of their mouths. They imitate the saying of those who disbelieve before, and may Allah destroy them how they are turned away. These are fairly civil lines taken from the Quran, and I just didn't want to cherry pick the worst, but if you do a little research, you'll hear about internal damnation and lighting them on fire and burying them and destroying them and causing pain to all infidels. It's it's disturbing, to say the least, and it really generates the platform of groups like Al-Qaeda or ISIS or, or even groups like Hezbollah who have their own rules and paths to follow. The interesting thing about this is that no matter what side you're on, most people wanted President Obama to simply say Muslim extremists or radicals or terrorists, and I I think most people can also understand why he didn't want to do that. On the national stage, he was always a globalist. He always cared more about what the rest of the world thought about him. And even though we don't agree, we can understand why he did it, why his actions were thus. When it comes to Joe Biden, though, I am extremely confused. Now, I know that Joe Biden prefaced his speech last week when he was standing in front of the blood red walls and his fists were pumped up and he was missing a mustache, some people say, a short stubby one. But the one thing that struck me besides his demeanor and his tone and mannerisms and overall the setting of the dreary dark stage, as he said, Republicans were uh, all about darkness and fear. That speech wasn't uplifting, and it didn't illuminate my soul with with the, the light from heavens. What it did was bother me to a point where I didn't cry. I didn't get upset in that aspect. I, I felt a tinge of fear, and, I, and maybe that's what he was trying to do, and maybe that's what a lot of people think is necessary for 71 million people. I don't. I think people are worried about about inflation. I think people are worried about their children, their education. Uh, they're worried about the, the global stage. They're worried about our borders. They're worried about health care. Um, everyone has enough to worry about, and adding more fear doesn't help. Here is Joe Biden's speech. I want you to watch it in its entirety. I want to also make a disclaimer on this. I did edit the part where he says, because I, I think this is an absolute a trope that all politicians do is they put in a disclaimer like I'm not talking about all Republicans and then proceeds to talk about all Republicans. And the reason why I want to separate that is because every single thing you're going to hear in every single cut is him singling out MAGA Trump supporters. 93% of Republicans support Donald Trump. 
that's the truth. And you can say that that's not true, but unfortunately, that's the way it is. You don't have to agree with it. But Donald Trump is integrated into the Republican Party, good or bad, whether you like that or not. And you have to understand is that when you say make America great again, you're associating it with pre-civil rights, Jim Crow, the Ku Klux Klan, racism, Japanese internment camps, you know, all the things Democrats are responsible for. And you go ahead and you associate it with this Republican movement because there are certain white supremacist groups who align with the Republican Party. Well, you, you liberals had that mantra for 200 some odd plus years. It's it's a nice little twist of fate. But now you're turning it back on us and saying, well, look at this. Even though there were over 300,000 Ku Klux Klan members that supported the Democrats, even in the 70s, up until right before the 80s, it's now been decreased to less than 3,000 active users under Republican guys. We don't endorse the Ku Klux Klan. We don't like the Nazi party. We're not in favor of any of that stuff, but it makes good headlines. And Donald Trump is carrying that around his neck. And Joe Biden makes sure that it stays nice and tight. Watch this. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. That the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the... Are you listening to this? So not all Republicans, and then he just says MAGA Republicans or MAGA Republicans, however you want to say it, depending upon your preferred tomato or potato or tomato or potato. The problem with these disclaimers is it gives him a get out of jail free card. And he says, I'm not going to go ahead and talk about these people while then he goes ahead and talks about these people. We know what people think of Donald Trump supporters, every single one of them. We hear it all the time. Racist, homophobic, xenophobic, gun grabbing, Bible thumping, flyover states, racists, Trumpists. Uh, trumpeteers, trumpets, MAGA, uh, MAGA tees, also known as maggots. It's so childish and petulant, and it happens all the time. For anyone to say that it's only some, well, guess what? The constituents of the Democratic Party and liberals don't believe this. It comes from all sides. There is a glare that people get for wearing a MAGA hat or being a Trump supporter or having a sign in their yard. And essentially, Joe Biden is saying, you're either with us or you're against us. And I'm sorry, but that has nothing to do with the mainstream Republicans. It has everything to do with anyone who voted for Donald Trump. And he clarifies and quantifies throughout the rest of this address. Will of the people. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. That's why respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called 
Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power, no matter what the white supremacists and the extremists say. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. You can sit here and say and dissect that and, and, and make excuses for Joe Biden, but it is a far cry from President Barack Obama. What a day where one president is so removed from maligning people due to the actions of few, one billion people, when there are hundreds of thousands of extremists and radical Muslims, if not millions, let's be transparent. And you have a handful of people who participated in January 6th where it wasn't people peaceful. 57 some odd thousand went home that night. Two to 3,000 went to the Capitol. 150 to 200 got on those steps and did real damage. And small groups were absolutely out of control, for sure. And then some people walked through. And some people went to the anteroom chambers. And some people went on the floor. Some people went into Nancy Pelosi's office. None of it is acceptable. Nobody's saying that. I have not heard one Republican, and I deal with thousands, tens of thousands a day, ever condone and support January 6th. They have questions. But see, that's the problem, is now truth is hate speech. Questions are resistance. And Joe Biden's telling you resistance is futile. If you want to save democracy, you have to go ahead and turn against your beliefs and your values and come on our side and believe what we want. Collectivism which is ultimately the result of progressivism. We, we have come a long way and gone back in such a short time. I want to make it clear. The Republican platform isn't to do away with birth control. It's to give you choice. Choice to abstain from having premarital sex or waiting. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not that you can't have an abortion because we want the states to decide that. We would love for all states to say, no, let's find some sort of compromise. And that's what the Lindsey Graham bill is going to try to do. It's never going to pass, but will it create compromise and show that the Democrats really have no desire for compromise? They want full access to abortion up to nine months or else. And that's really what it's going to do. It's going to expose and put the ball back in their court. A lot of people are challenging Lindsey Graham right now, and I'm not. I think it's a very smart move, and I think it'll pay off because the Democrats are going to unilaterally vote against it. And it's actually fairly middle of the road where most Americans want to be when it comes to abortion, rape, incest, mothers medically uh, at risk, and 15 weeks. The weeks might be the big one. Maybe it's 18 for the average for for most Americans, I would have to look it up. And that's, I think, the number, 17 to 18. But it doesn't matter. It's the most compromise and move to the center that we've seen from people who are absolutely abhorrent and against abortion. 
Republican Party doesn't want to keep minorities down. In fact, we want all people to rise because then that makes everyone successful. It makes capitalism successful. The middle class ultimately drives America. Small businesses drive America, not Walmart and Amazon. 93% of the businesses in the United States are small business. And there's a reason why they're successful when we support them and don't overregulate them. I'm going to read to you the 2020 platform of Republicans. There's nothing that, that is in here that he said. There's no tropes of racism. There's no indoctrination. There's no marching orders for us to burn books and censor people because that's not what we want. We want choice. We want discourse. We want a conversation. Jobs, the first and foremost in 2020 was the focus of the Republican Party. How do we expand the footprint of America? How do we get America hiring again? How do we get businesses to come back? Big businesses that can help some of these impoverished neighborhoods be successful. Eradicating COVID-19. This was a big push in 2020, whether it was through the vaccine or herd immunity or the latest and greatest innovation, whatever it was, this was one of the main focuses. Ending our reliance on China. Are we further away from that than we were yesterday? Yeah, we are. How about healthcare? We want to solve Obamacare because honestly, it helps a fraction of the people and it's not necessarily the most needy people. The Obamacare mandate was unconstitutional. We know that. And that was our big gripe with it. But making it work and understanding that health care is not a right, but everybody deserves affordable, quality health care. But maybe not from the government. Education. What are we teaching our children? How are we teaching? Are we giving a vast, diverse educational system where people can have the choice, not necessarily to learn one type of history, but go to many different schools with choices, whether it be a charter or private or public or another type of institution, even in that home learning, where we can help parents Instead of giving that money to a public failing school system, put it in their pockets where they can spend the money the best way they know how. Wouldn't that be nice if we did the same thing with Social Security? Wanted to drain the swamp. Get rid of the people who are there focused on political action committees who hide behind Citizens United. That money is speech for corporations. Even though the Republicans adamantly disagree with this and support Citizens United, I believe that that's how you drain the swamp is you get rid and repeal Citizens United, take the political action committees and the money out of politics. Stop giving corporations freedom and, 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 and a voice. That money is speech because it's not. It corrupts our government. This is where I split the party line. Defend our police instead of defunding them. Making sure that they have the best training, the best systems to protect and to serve so we can get back to that ideology versus just to serve. And also to be scared if they're going to come home that night because they're outgunned, outmanned, and outclassed because of the sheer amount of volume of violence in these cities they're protecting, not knowing when they creep up to a car if they are going to go home that night. And more importantly, if they do do their job, will they be able to maintain and hold their job? Because a lawsuit and public opinion is right around the corner for a video that's been edited to not tell the whole story. Ending illegal immigration and protecting American workers because 
legal immigration helps America thrive. And illegal immigration is an absolute drainage on our economy, our people, our election systems, and also discredits the people who came here and waited in line the right way, the lawful way. Innovation for the future. Absolutely a focus in 2020, and unfortunately was not passed. Infrastructure was something that Donald Trump did not get through, but it's still a Republican focus on a platform and will be in 2022 and 24. Having an American first foreign policy, not getting involved in wars, helping with peace in the Middle East, where three Nobel Peace Prizes should have been given to the Trump administration. But of course, because of politics, nobody cared. And last but not least, defend American values. To understand that our flag isn't a symbol of racism, that everyone has the the right to pursue happiness, that these are natural laws, that these are inherent from our God and creator, no matter what you believe. You can pick one. You can believe the law of nature that all men are created equal, and that is the truth. However, equality is not equity. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's going to make the same amount of money or have the same opportunity. And it's not important that it's based on skin or religion or what you look like, if you're strong or if you're weak. The fact is, it's based upon your work ethic, your drive to be successful, your inability to accept defeat and continue to move forward, not focused on what's ahead of you and the people who are in front, but focused on the people to your left and right and behind that you can help move forward. Because that's truly what it's all about, is to take the lower class to the middle and the middle to the top. And it's an ever-changing process that's passed generation to generation. And it's still an American value. And it's not based on giving college away for free or having people dependent upon government or increasing taxes and trying to tax people in prosperity. And it's also not an American value to marginalize 71 million people and call them racists, white nationalists, fascists. Joe Biden has a lot of nerve to stand up there and not talk about what happened with the riots for four years. Some were peaceful and a lot weren't. We're not. I don't appreciate Joe Biden's lack of vision, lack of leadership, but most importantly, his inability to stop and say, this isn't what we are about either. MAGA Republicans are not about fascism and white nationalism because of an actions of a few. And Democrats are not about labeling other Americans as fascists. Why would he not take responsibility for his own words and own actions, focusing on the inequities of one party and ignoring the evils of his party? Folks, I appreciate you watching. Thank you for watching Don't Unfriend Me slash Breaking Truth. I will be back tomorrow night at 8.30. Once again, my name is Matthew Spear. If you don't mind, go over to don'tunfriendme.com. Take a look around. I've got some catalogs there. Also some cool shirts, hats, coffee, and all that other stuff. Would love to have you swing by. I'm going to go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It's way too many. Save this number. Give it to a veteran. It is that important. And I promise you, 
that when you do, that veteran will get the help that they deserve and need. And just remember, it is too darn important. I will be back tomorrow night with another show, and I'll be live at 8.30. Stop on by and say hello. God bless. See you tomorrow or tonight. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth, and please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow.